This morning, I want to ask us a, a somewhat simple question. Who are we? Who are we? Uh, this message was, was planned and prepped um, before Wednesday, before we saw the, um, the events that happened at the, at the Capitol building where, where people um, stormed the Capitol in order to, to try to stop the certification of the election and to change the outcome of the election. I watched um, images of, of people who were literally carrying the banner of Jesus, banners that said Jesus saves, as they were um, rushing into the Capitol alongside far-right extremists and white nationalists. And, and as I watched those, those images, it, it caused me to ask myself that question again, who are we? Who are we as, as Christians? Are we a special interest group? Are we a voting block? Are we protectors of the American democracy and the American way of life? Are we people who use any means to get to the ends that we are hoping for? What is our identity as Christians? Whose kingdom are we meant to give our lives to? And what tactics are we to use in pursuing this kingdom and its ends? This morning isn't a reaction to Wednesday, and it's not a message about what happened at the Capitol. Uh, but I do think that, that Wednesday is a, a devastatingly sad and um, perhaps revelatory moment or, or illustration to us today of, of just why it is so important for us to be able to answer that question of who are we? Who are we as a people? Who are we as, as Christians? Who are we as a church? And, and how are we meant to engage in the world around us? So this morning, would you pray with me as together we um, explore some scripture and then explore together um, a possible answer to that question of, of who we are? Well, Father God, we, we do come before you this morning and we ask that you would be teaching us today, that you would be speaking to us, that we would know you uh, pastoring and guiding, shepherding us this morning? Would you shape our lives? Would you define for us who we are? And would you remind us of our amazing unmatched call that we have in Jesus Christ? Amen. Well, to, to start out our time together, we are going to, to look at a passage from Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting the net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him, and going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. To answer the question of, of who we are, we, we go back to Jesus' call to his first followers. 
a call to come and follow him, an invitation to join him in a relationship as a disciple and a rabbi. Those words to his first followers, come and follow me, it it wasn't just an invitation to, to be a student and to learn, but it was an invitation to come and, and spend their life with Jesus, to walk with him, to walk beside him, uh, to spend their days and their nights, to spend their days and their weeks following after him, doing what he did, listening to what he spoke, learning from him, and learning how to live in the world. It wasn't just about knowing information about scripture and memorizing scripture, but this this relationship that was there in, in ancient Judaism was a relationship of following after a master teacher so that you could become like them. The goal was to be with your rabbi in all things, to become like your rabbi in order to do what your rabbi does. I, I love being around kids at our church, kids at faith, because uh, when you watch the kids running around, um, you can look at them and, and you can say, wow, that, that mannerism that you have is just like your dad. That, that look that you just gave is just like your mom. The, the phrase that you just used, the way that you talk and interact with people um, reminds me so much of your parents. Because kids are around their parents all of the time. They pick up on their mannerisms and their habits. They pick up on their, their values and their humor. They become like their parents for good or for ill because they are in a relationship with them where they are around each other all of the time. And this is what discipleship was and is all about. It's about being around your teacher all the time so that you can become like them. And so when we ask that question of who we are, we look back to Jesus calling his followers to come and be his disciples. And we realize that we are first and foremost a community of disciples. That's who we are. We are a community of people who are following after Jesus. And a, a definition of discipleship that's not unique to me, but one that I, I really like is this, that as disciples together, we follow Jesus into his kingdom to become like Jesus in order to do what Jesus does. Together, we follow after Jesus into his kingdom to become like Jesus and to do what Jesus does. That's discipleship a person apprenticed to a master teacher, following them, becoming like them, and doing what they do. This is who we are. There was a, a, a saying back in, in, in the ancient times about this kind of rabbi and disciple relationship, uh, a saying that was, may you be covered by the dust of your rabbi. This, this idea that, that may you be so clear close to your teacher that the dust that's kicked up by their feet is covering you because you are that close with them. You are in that kind of a tight, close, constant relationship with them. Jesus is constantly inviting people 
to join him in this kind of relationship, to come and follow him, to be so close that we would be covered by the dust of Jesus. And he's inviting us to follow him alone. It's, it's an exclusive call, a call to follow him and him alone. There's a reason that Jesus spoke of, of only being able to follow after one master, because we only have one life, one mind, one heart, and we can only have one loyalty or allegiance. And that is to Jesus, the one who calls us to be his own. If you are going to be following Jesus close enough to be covered by his dust, close enough to become like him, then you will have no room in your life to follow after anything or anyone else. Our allegiance is to him and him alone. So in order to follow him, what do we have to leave behind? We have to leave the way that we were living. We have to leave behind any other allegiance or loyalty in order to follow after Jesus. And this is the work of repentance. Repentance is, is the turning away from and the turning toward. And many of us think of repentance only in terms of, of our, our, what some people might call our initial moment of salvation or when we first began to follow Jesus. And this is definitely a part, a major part of repentance is that turning away from our former life so that we can turn and follow Jesus. But I think that as we begin to follow Jesus and as our life progresses with him, we realize that this call to repentance is not just a call, a one-time call, but it's a daily lifelong call that we're constantly following Jesus and realizing that there are areas of our life that we are out of alignment with him. There are areas of our life that that are out of, of alignment with who Jesus is and where he is going. And so we're constantly at this work of repentance, of turning away from one path so that we can follow Jesus on his path. We are a people who follow Jesus and we follow him into his kingdom. We have been baptized into this new kingdom. That as followers of Jesus, when, when we're baptized, we are turning away from our other identities. We're dying to our old way of life and we're emerging out of the waters of baptism as someone who now finds their life in Jesus, as, as a people who have been given a new citizenship. We are no longer citizens of this world, but we are citizens of the kingdom of God. We are initiated into a new kingdom and a new community. There's a, a transfer that happened for us. And this doesn't mean that, that we no longer have anything to do with this world or that we don't even belong here on earth. Instead, it means that we have new allegiances. Our, our, our loyalties and our life are given um, to Jesus and his kingdom alone and not to any earthly kingdom, nation, political party, or leader. That, that there is no one else who we follow after except Jesus Christ, and there is no other kingdom that we are pursuing except his kingdom. No other purpose that we are after besides the purpose of God's work here in this world.
we gave up those old loyalties when we entered into the waters of baptism and emerged as new citizens of the kingdom of God, dedicated to this kingdom's advancement, pursuing God's ways here on earth. That's why we, we pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as in heaven. That that is the new cry of our heart for God's kingdom and God's will to be done and not our will or our purpose or the will or purpose of any other person or ideology in the world around us. God's kingdom is, is a kingdom of new beginnings. Behold, I make all things new is the promise that we hear from Jesus. That the end is not fire and destruction, but the end is a new beginning, a new heaven and a new earth where God is reigning in the midst of his people, reigning with justice and righteousness, caring for the poor and needy, releasing and giving freedom to those who are oppressed, establishing peace, bringing lives back to wholeness, rescuing us from evil and sin. It's God redeeming and recreating all of creation, establishing a worshiping community made up of, of women and men and kids and youth from all nations and all tribes, all different skin colors, different languages, all worshiping one God together. This is where we're following Jesus. We're following Jesus into this kingdom, into this kingdom vision. We're following Jesus into that kingdom in order to become like Jesus. And so as we follow after Jesus, he shapes who we are so that we can become like him. He, he forms us to be more and more like himself, like a rabbi's disciples picking up on his mannerisms and habits and the way he talks and the way he interacts with others. As we follow Jesus closely, our lives begin to take on a new shape and a new flavor. Our habits change, our rhythms change, and we walk closely with Jesus. We learn what to love and what to desire, what to pursue with our lives. We, we allow him to, to shape and form us so that we love what he loves, so that we desire what he desires, so that we pursue what he pursues. And so he changes us. He shapes us. We begin to let go of the things that we had been loving and pursuing in order to love and pursue the things of Christ and his kingdom, to love God, to love others, to pursue his kingdom, his purpose, a purpose of restoration and redemption, a, a purpose of, of reconciliation, that that's what we're about as a people. This is all the work of formation, becoming like Jesus as he forms in us a love for all that he loves. And so Jesus's first disciples, as they sat with him and walked with him and ate with him and, and watched him perform miracles and watched him interact with the poor and the outcast, as, as they saw Jesus bring healing and wholeness and, and speaking words of peace and life, 
their lives began to change. Their lives took on a new shape. They were reformed. That the ways their their lives and their hearts and their loves had been malformed by the world around them and by the evil around them and by their own um, their own desires. As that malformation was brought before Jesus, they were beginning to be reformed and remade into the image of God so that their lives increasingly displayed the image of God more clearly. So as we follow Jesus into his kingdom, we become more and more like him. And this, this work of formation is why at Faith Community Church we have, have groups and Bible studies and this is why we, we practice different spiritual practices together. It's why we, we value our worship life together. It's why we value our, our habits and rhythms, you know, those, those daily, weekly, seasonal rhythms to our life. It's why we wrestle together through, through tough issues. It's why we long to be a people who, who abide with Jesus because we long to be formed by him. To, to become more and more like Jesus. And all this, this work of formation is, is the goal of following him, to, to be like him, to love what he loves. And, and we do have a bunch of, of winter groups that are kicking off, all of them lasting from about four to, to seven weeks. And I'd invite you to, to take part in one of these groups so that together with a community, you can explore together what it looks like to be formed, to be more and more like Jesus. And so we, together, when we answer that question, who are we? We say we are disciples of Jesus. We are following after Jesus to become like Jesus in order to do what Jesus does. And, and what Jesus does is, is to, to serve and to live and to sacrifice for the sake of others. Later on in Matthew's uh, account of, of Jesus's life in Matthew chapter 9, um, we see Jesus going around with his, his disciples and he is um, teaching and healing and proclaiming the kingdom of God being near. He is, is doing this all alongside his disciples as they're, they're following close with him, as they're becoming more and more like him. And then Jesus tells his disciples that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. And then the next chapter, we see Jesus doing just this sending out laborers into the field. He sends out his disciples to go do what he does in the world, to go speak the words of life to the people around them, to, to go bring healing, to go release people from oppression, to go declaring that the kingdom of God is near and giving vision to what God's kingdom is like as it comes here on earth and inviting people to live into this kingdom vision, carrying on the work of God's kingdom, his mission. This is what he called his disciples to do as he sent them out into the world. And this is what following Jesus is all about. 
And so the closing words in, in Matthew's account, the, the way that the, the book ends, is Jesus saying this to his disciples, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus sends his disciples out, go serve, go live on mission, go do what I do in the world. And he sends them out with the power of his spirit behind them so that they're not alone and they're not doing this of their own ability, but they're doing this in, in conjunction with Jesus and his spirit guiding, releasing, empowering them. This wasn't a graduation ceremony where it was the, the end of their discipleship relationship with Jesus. No, this wasn't a, a, a graduation ceremony where Jesus said, all right, you've learned everything, and so now you need to go out and make your way in the world. No, instead, this was Jesus sending his disciples out to go do what he does, and he promised to be with them to send his spirit to go before them, guiding them, counseling them, empowering them. And he called them into community to be his, his church, to be his people, so that together we go out and we serve and we live the way Jesus lived. As we become like Jesus, and as we have the, the image of God restored in us, we are now able to live in the world as Jesus does, to do what he does, and to do what he would do in our unique context, in our neighborhood, in our city, in this world, in this moment in time, the 21st century, with, with all of its challenges and opportunities. As we are our disciples of Jesus, who follow him into his kingdom, who who become like Jesus, we are sent out to go do what he does. Or using words that many of us here at Faith Community Church are familiar with, follow, love, and serve. We follow Jesus into his kingdom. We become like him as, as our loves and desires are, are reformed and reshaped so that we can do what Jesus does to serve, to sacrificially live for others. And so this is a simple call for all believers, uh, simple not because it is easy, but rather it's a lifelong pursuit of discipleship, a lifelong pursuit of following closely behind our Savior. Well, we're going to sing one more song together, and this is a song that, that's crying out for God to, to start something new, to do a, a revival, to bring a revival here around us. But it's also a recognition that, that God, we, we want it to start in us, and, and we need it to start in us. And so it's an invitation for us to respond to the call of Jesus on our lives today, to respond by saying, yes, you can start with me. 